I make no bones about who I am, what I am, and what I do. If you're on the other team, uh, I'm going to try to beat you. Lee Atwater managed the 1988 presidential campaign of George H.W. Bush. Bush was the sitting vice president, the Republican nominee, running against the Democratic nominee, Massachusetts Governor Michael Dukakis. The 1988 campaign is getting a lot of attention these days. A New York Times report describes that race as, quote, a cautionary tale for Joe Biden, and perhaps a roadmap for the re-election campaign of Donald Trump. Bush overcame a 17-point deficit in 1988, in part because he got what pollsters call a bounce from his convention performance. But as I learned from my conversation with reporter and journalist Tom Rosenstiel, that's not the entire story. Months before the convention, as Bush was running behind Dukakis, campaign manager Lee Atwater was laying the groundwork for the Bush comeback. As a bonus episode of Oppofile, here's more from my recent interview with Tom Rosenstiel. You said in acknowledgments, you said I, you mentioned learning from Lee Atwater. Yeah. What did you learn from Lee Atwater? Lee, you know, had learned kind of the, from the kind of the South Carolina hard boys, as you might call them. So he really knew, like, what are, what's the worst thing that could come at us? Because he, he had seen the worst things. He had maybe even learned from people who knew how to do the worst things. And the other thing that, about Lee was he, he was very forthright. I mean, reporters liked talking to him because he treated them well. He would tell you what he was going to do. He would do it. He was honest, actually. He didn't BS you, and he wasn't lying about the things he was going to do. So he was forthright about his very hard-knuckle politics. And a lot of consultants are that way, I think, with reporters. You know, consultants, I think there's less true of Carl Rove because Carl was so attached to one person, one candidate. But, you know, consultants need to eat lunch in this town again after this campaign is over. And so their relationships back, at least when I was an active reporter, with reporters was very important. And Lee respected that. And he would tell you, I'm going to do this thing. And it's going to be really tough and really rough, and I, I can justify it. He also, you know, saw things in pretty simple terms, I think, in some ways. He would say, look, this is, this is I remember him saying, this is going to be a uh, schoolyard fight. And people are going to, they're going to gather around the fight, and they're going to judge these two guys by how they conduct themselves in this fight. Now, he had George H.W. Bush, who people thought was too nice, the wimp, all of that. But he recognized something about Bush, which was this guy can get nasty or rough with Dukakis, and his negatives will actually go down from this. Whereas normally, if a candidate did something negative or went negative on his opponent, he could damage his opponent or her opponent, but he or she would bring their own negatives uh, up and their own favorables down. And Lee kind of somehow understood that's not going to be the case here when he said this is going to be like a schoolyard fight. 
if you look at 2012, 2014, this is the idea that you know opposition research are the, is these big, you know, these these candidate eating machines. Once you once you, once one of them turns on you, you're dead, right? And that was the perception because Romney had been just demolished by the Obama people, and at every level, Oppo was you know, being very very successfully deployed. And then in 2016, um, it's uh, this guy is just he renders it all irrelevant. Trump is, you know, is unique in what ways is unique and what ways will candidates use Twitter? Uh, what will be the next mode? Uh, everything that we know about politics has been upended to, by Trump uh, in a lot of ways. And so what's the new normal after Trump and when is after Trump? I don't know. I mean, somebody said um, uh, to me once, uh, not too long ago, uh, journalists think the future is like the past, only more so. And Trump has upended all of that. Well, I think that same thing is true of political consultants and political professionals. They draw on what they think is going to happen based on what has happened in the past. And, you know, to some extent, the winning candidate in a presidential year is often the person who sees the next thing ahead of just ahead of other people whether that was Obama, certainly Reagan, and Trump. You know, the other thing about uh, the 88 race, I remember being at the convention, the Republican convention. It wasn't all entirely defining Dukakis. And the reason I say that is because I remember when Bush gave the acceptance speech in 88, the kinder and gentler speech. And when it was over, I thought, he's going to win. It was like the, a lens had flipped, like at the eye doctors, and suddenly things were in focus. I also remember in, uh, in 88, talking to Lee Atwater really early. In, we were in California. It was early June, and every day... George H.W. Bush would talk about the about Willie Horton. Every day in his speech, in his regular stump speech, and nobody cared. And, and I actually asked Lee, why is that in there? And he said, you have to lay down a context for things. They can't come out of the blue. So we're laying down a context and just you wait. Or words to that effect. Because if you just are throwing things, you know, Lee was suggesting, if you're throwing things, you know, that come out of nowhere, and especially if you do them late, people are going to think, well, that's just kind of desperate. You're just, now you're just throwing your empty pistol at Superman. Oppofile is a production of Last 5% Media. Our production manager is Caitlin Bruce. Our sound engineer is Jeremy Damas. Our researchers are Adam Melian and Lisa Wang. Andrew Greenwood is our designer, and our website is by Edgar Guerra. We'd like to thank Workhouse Media, Studio To Be, Chris George, Gary Maloney, Cassandra Pye, District Productive, R Street Recording, and our listeners and guests. For more information on this podcast, check out our website at www.opofile.com or follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Opofile. If you enjoyed this episode of Opofile, please subscribe and leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening now and share Opofile with your friends. Thanks for listening and please join us on the next episode of Opofile.